Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. Today's episode, episode 182, will be nothing but Champions League. We'll also get into a little bit of pop culture. Uh, today's topic is top five sports feats you'd like to accomplish once. We'll also review last week's head-to-head. And we'll get into... Um, a little bit of UFC 285, since that did happen this weekend. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm drinking this vodka spritz. It's grapefruit and rose. It doesn't have the, the little tilde over the E, so it's not a rose. rose. It tastes like grapefruit with like a laundry detergent finish. Ugh. It tastes like somebody accidentally squirted Febreze into every one of my drinks. Ugh. I'm not going to name the company because no free advertising. That's why I stick to Coors Light. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to name the company. <laughs> Yo, Coors Light sponsor us. Yo, for real, so we can stop drinking this inedible swill. That I guarantee you, I drink. I drink more of your product than most people in America. More than eighty-one percent of college kids. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's probably north of ninety-one percent of college so, kids. So Jermaine did some testing today. He tested that his current uh, output of drinking on a weekly basis is more than eighty-one percent of college kids. And that was around what, Jermaine? 30 beers? No. They asked me, like, if I did drink during the week, like, what would it typically look like? And I was just like, I mean, I drink maybe twice a week. Once when recording, I have six beers every once in a while when we record. Right. And then I might drink on a Saturday. Right. And I answered, and they somehow did, like, ended up with, well, you drink 20, 28 drinks a month. And I'm like, yo, that's some Navy math. And I was like, who the fuck? I was just like, yo, uh, seriously, when, Eric, when's the last time I had 28 drinks in a month? Uh, December? Yo, yeah, That maybe. was holiday season, though. You know what I mean? Before yeah, holiday season, I don't think we were, I don't think you were getting close to 28 for a I while. I wasn't even scratching we had, the surface. We had that, we had that uh, leftover uh, uh, white elephant liquor in the fridge for... It took us having another set of people over to watch, like, UFC or something... <laughs> To kill all that alcohol, because you weren't touching it, and I don't drink anymore, so. <laughs> Dude, Bro, I was legitimately, I legitimately think I had 28 plus drinks this weekend. I mean, I, I definitely used to, so I'm not sitting here on a high horse or anything. But, but, but that was, but then, but then your, your test said that that was more than 81% of college kids. So my question is, 30 drinks in a month is more than 81% of college kids? What are you guys doing? I think this poll was done in Utah. No, so no. This, so this poll was done at like Harvard. Apparently, drinking amongst youth has been on a steady decline for the last thirty years. That's hmm. why liberalism has been picking up. <laughs> yo, where's the fucking lie, bro? No, I mean, all I thought was just like, yo, like I'm not saying you need to have eighty-seven beers a month. Or anything crazy like that. But what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, are you guys having fun? Or are you just stressing 
Ugh, spit everywhere. Are you just stressing to the nines? Stressing to the nines about college. This is why they think midterms and finals are the end of the fucking world. And during those weeks, everyone's just like, I can't serve his coffee because I have fucking midterms. Shut the fuck up and act like you have a real goddamn problem. Oh, my boyfriend. You didn't go to college. You don't know how it was. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I care about? The people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Talk to me when you have a real fucking problem. Not because you're fucking going to school for something that you don't even want to fucking do because people told you that's what you're supposed to do. And they're just trying to get you into debt. Like, I don't care. I don't have sympathy for college students. They're also the least experienced in the world, the most vocal, have terrible opinions, and have no anecdotal experience because they tell them what to think. They don't, they don't teach them how to think anymore. And nobody wants to step outside of that fucking box. They love being coddled to. It's only getting fucking worse. But I'm, I'm over fucking college kids. College kids drive me nuts. How, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. Doing good. I like how you threw that little... Because being a server, I told you, I, I encountered that so many times and girls would be like, oh, I have finals or my boyfriend cheated on me and like, they, I can't serve today. Remember? And it's just, to your point, like, those are not, those are problems, but those are not real problems. Like, those are not, how am I going to feed my fucking kids today problems? Like, That's, like, your parents experience yeah, so much worse. Problems. What are you neither about? of you have how I'm going to feed my kids problems. Neither do I. Yeah, and that's why you don't hear me bitching about my fucking life. I have a great fucking life. I'm not worried about a fucking make-believe test that has no actual implications on my real-world life. That's so funny that you said that because so many people I worked with in the service industry, half of them were in college, and the other half had their college degree but could not find a job or do anything in their elected field. So they're bartending with me making the same amount of money, but they're $100,000 in debt. And I did go to college to drop out, so I'm twenty thousand dollars in debt. But that's those are my personal choices, and you don't need to pass judgment. But, but at you least I can idiot. own up. I can, at least I can own up to what I did. I saw the bullshit for what it was and bounced out of school. Or I drank way more than the eighty-one percent. Yeah, no, don't. No, you don't get to fucking mount your high horse here, Eric. You got kicked out. It's different. No, I don't know. I didn't get kicked out. I never got put on Dean's list or anything like that. I just, I just, Stop when it came going back, I just stopped going back. I was like, yeah, I, this is the last. I remember the day I was on campus, I was hungover as shit. And I just looked around and I was like, this isn't going to get me where I want to go. So I walked away. Look, I mean, well, I didn't get anywhere. My degrees have been incredibly useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing a. I don't. Even, I actually don't even know what your major was. I know it's some science <laughs> shit, but and to think, think we were friends. It wasn't. Oh. They're not incredibly useful, Eric. That's the joke. They're not. Oh wow. That's, uh, no, Eric. Man. I have a degree in biological oceanography and sports oh. business. Well, the sports business one. If you you know if you can become a GM of a team or something, you could. You know. A sports business degree does not make you qualified to be a GM, though. That's what breaks my brain about these right. degrees. You know bro. what makes you qualified to be a GM? Spending 20 years learning to be a GM. That's true. You know, you know what these degrees tell uh, employers? Is that when this person st- sets their mind to a task, they accomplish it. Yeah. That's all it tells them. Because what's, <laughs> what's, what's crazy... 
what's crazy is I don't know Nick's grade point average, but Nick could have had C's all the way through his biological oceanier oceanography degree. Uh, three one and three six. Thank you very much. So, all right, so, I'm sticking with the two zero. Uh, for the for this ad, that was my freshman year. <laughs> you could have had a two zero the whole time, but you would have the same degree that the fucking what what are they uh, the valedictorian of that program? Super you would have the same degree. How the fuck are they supposed to know the difference? You know what they call the guy who gar- who graduates last from his Harvard medical class, Eric? A, a Harvard graduate. A Harvard graduate. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, Harvard Medical. That's right. <laughs> what's it called? I, I, the, and you guys would have got that if you went to college, you fucking true, idiots. True. No, but. Do you know what I point, don't got? Fucking student loans. That's what I don't got, fucking idiots. Me neither. Thanks, Navy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he just has a divorce instead. Thanks, Navy. Thanks, Navy. <laughs> Thanks, Navy. <laughs> I have alcohol, lower back, and neural problems. <laughs> but at least I got two degrees for free. Those are glorious pieces of paper. Fair trade, fair trade. America's Navy. Do you want your lower back to not work anymore? <laughs> Do we have the program for you? Accelerate your life. Remember, acceleration works both ways. <laughs> accelerate your current life. Decelerate your retirement. All right, so uh, I have one joke for you, and then we will get into UFC 285. Are you ready? Gee. Are you ready? My brother, has, my brother, Jerome, has two poodles. One of them is named Rolex, and one of them is named Timex. They're called watchdogs. <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and get into today's pop culture pick 'em top five sports feats. My goodness, the beer is kicking. <laughs> I'm talking like Nick right now. Top sports five, <laughs> top five sports feats you'd like to be able to do once. Nick, you have first pick. I have middle pick. Eric, you have last pick. Without further ado, Nick, carry it away. All right, my first pick is going to be scoring a 90-plus minute soccer goal to take the lead. That's a good pick. I like that. And it, and I, I don't want a penalty. I want one of those, like, through balls that they're like, more hands through on goal and just a little chip past the keeper where you know it's going in and you before the goal is even in, you can just run to the – you can run the, to the supporter. The, the Mo Salah special? Right. Or I, w- I was thinking you would like one of those uh, Cristiano Ronaldo headers, but Eric doesn't think they're impressive. So yeah, oh, dude, we've been over this. I've back, I've retracted my statement. They aren't I understand. Impressive. I understand how amazing that was. Now let's keep it pushing. You know what we should put on Room Three Hundred Three TV? We should hang a ball as high as Cristiano Ronaldo gets it, and see if Eric can touch it. Real funny, Nick. <laughs> we gonna get him a trampoline. <laughs> I, I'll bet money that neither of you could get it. Okay, best facts. How much are you gonna bet? Hundred bucks. Okay, I'll take you on that bet. Wait, what? You're saying you could touch it with your hand? No, I can touch it with my head. You could. That's Eric, take the bet, bro. Take that's the bet. That's the easiest hundred of my life done. Okay. All right, okay. bet. 
I'll just and, you, and I'll throw I'll, you I'll throw you 100 pitches. You couldn't get a hit off me. I'll, I'll be. I'll, all I have to do is outlast you on this bet, and I'll win. No, you Duh. have to touch the header. You have to Nick? touch the. No, I'm, I'm going to be too hungover the day that we're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> dude, this is... Bro, I'll be standing in the background drinking one of my 28 beers <laughs> of that month. Of that month, of course. February yeah. is the perfect month for you, isn't it? That's beer <laughs> a beer a day, bro. Keeps the doctor away. <laughs> At least that's what I tell people. Uh, my very first pick, I'm shocked it's not actually the first pick. I want to hit a hole-in-one on a par five. Jeez. Probably can't do it, but I want to do Quick, it. Quick, <laughs> what is that called? An ace? Eagle? Well, yeah, technically it is called an ace. Hole one on a par five. Do you know what it's called? Either of you two? A golden goose? No. So a a one below par is what? One below par is eagle? One below par is birdie. Two uh, below par is eagle. Three below par is albatross. Oh, I did know that, actually. If you happen to hit a hole in one on a par five, it is called a condor. Oh, we've looked this up before. Yeah. I forgot it. Condor. So man wants to hit a condor. Yeah. That'd be that's, sick. That's what I want. Hit a, hit a condor. All right, Eric, it's your pick. I don't know um, that anyone's ever done that, though. Hit a hole in one on a par five. What's that, like 400, 500 yards? Yeah, like 550. Jesus Christ. Um, Man, with my first pick, I got a long list here. I got a... I'm yeah, sure we looked this exact conversation up. That's how we learned about the albatross and condor, Nick. Yeah. It was five times. That would be number six. It's been done five times? Yeah. Nice. On a par right. six. On there have been five hole-in-ones on a par five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Par fives can have, like, crazy shapes, though. So where if you technically slice it over the trees on accident, which is how I would hit it. <laughs> I'd slice it over the trees and somehow make a hole in one, bro. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead, Eric. What was yours? Um, I'm just going to go with my first pick. I'm just going to go with um, – uh, Lay out a punt returner before he catches, uh, or if he makes a fair catch, or before he catches it, just lay his ass out. <laughs> Fifteen yard penalty, money. Coaches love you. <laughs> well, I mean, I would do it in in a given context, but yeah, I would definitely want to do that. And then, secondly, um, man, this is tough, but I I honestly think I'd 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 want to. I think hit a grand slam would be filthy. That would be, yeah, that's good. That's good. He said, I think it would be filthy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yo, I could hit a ground slam and my team could still be down 12 and I would be fucking celebrating my ass off. <laughs> especially, if you, especially if you've hit a ball before and you know the feeling of like when it's gone and you can bat flip it. Little, little Joey B special, bro. Little Joey B special. I I want to God, there are some interesting things. Hmm. 
Uh, man, these there's some. Where do I want to go with this? I want to. Man, there's some obvious ones, but. I want to hit an NCAA March Madness half-court buzzer beater. That's a good one. Uh, to, to, like, win the final or what? Or are you just you – just whatever. Honestly, I'm happy to be there, bro. Round of 64, round of 32, final four, it don't matter. Just give me the half-court buzzer beater. And I'm All right, I'm, I'm taking – a pick six to the house. I feel like that is the most dynamic play in football. Like, and you're not expecting it, right? Yeah. And when you see that guy streak out of nowhere, pick that ball, and you know he's gone. <laughs> and then all you gotta do is you just gotta flex for the camera. That's all. You, that's the that's the dirtiest celebration on a pick six. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. I like that. I love defense, so I'm 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 pro that. It's your third picnic. Uh, ooh. So I think you've, you've, you've we've covered golf, so I'll, I'll save that. We've covered baseball, so I'll save that. I want to win an F1 race. That'd be sick. Which one? <laughs> any, cor- any course in particular? I mean, it's going to be Monaco if I'm doing it. Oh, uh, okay. The one they're trying to get rid of. Right. <laughs> But really, just anyone. I don't care. I want to. I want to main event a numbered UFC pay per view on Fight Island. You, don't you just want to main win. event it. You don't want to win it. Win. You don't want to knock somebody out or spinning head kick or. Again, I'm happy to be there, boys. No, of course I want to win it. Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, how do I want to? How do I want to win it? I want to win it by flying armbar. How do you do a flying armbar without snapping his arm in half? You don't. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. No, so uh, Mighty Mouse uh, had one of the craziest finishes. I forget who it was. I don't think it was Cejudo. But he he picked the dude up from his waist, went Brock Lesnar German suplex style, lifted him into the air, released him, took his arm, and landed an arm bar as they were both falling to the mat. Sexy. That's insane. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And, yeah, if that was going that route. The other one I would love to see is, uh, like, a spin kick to the head. Those are always amazing. I would also love to do a spinning elbow knockout. Oh, yeah. So, anytime you throw a spin or aerial, uh, you know, it just – Pick a knockout. I'm I there, think bro. I I think my favorite knockouts are just the like the boxer three piece, where you where you where you where you get him good, but he's falling down and you just mock, 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 like as he's going down, so you know he's out when he hits the mat. You know you've won the fight. You don't even need to get on top of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so for my next pick, it's a two parter. Um, yeah, because you have two picks. No, no, but I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a game winner type situation, 
but I want a filthy block on one end, and then I want to come down and yam on somebody. Just hard as shit. The same dude I block. I want to I want to eat his lunch, and then I want to go down there and pack that shit for him. Yeah, he's one quitting. highlight, both ends of the courts. I, I'm all in favor of those. I he's like the quitting. he's quitting after that game. You're his father. Yeah, yes. I like I like the the Bobby Joe Hill special. Bobby where, Joe Hill special from, where uh, he where he picks him and then he just he just gets a little dunk on the other side of the court. Is that where he's like, you got to set the tone? You got to yeah. set the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm not sure that's how it happened in real yeah, life, but that's yeah, what but the, that's movie how the movie told me. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then with my next one, I would want to get ejected from a game. <laughs> and we'll just wild the fuck out. Just start screaming at fans, refs, coaches, everything. I just want to get thrown the fuck out. Yo, that's that's actually I was debating if I wanted to make that pick. Uh I wanted to get into a brawl like Malice of the Palace style. That'd be sexy. Bro. Like it's, it's just me in the crowd and the crowd's throwing beers at me and I'm just gangbanging on motherfuckers, bro. For for my ejection, I want to take it as far as I can without causing harm to any fans. I know yeah. we're not there to hurt fans. But if you come at me on a court and we throwing hands, I'm going to let them fly, dude. Ref, yeah. coach, assistant, I don't give a fuck, trainer. Just anybody could catch it. I just want to get ejected for a while and out one day. Yeah, I want – so my next pick, I want to do an Instagram live video from a nightclub with a gun and strippers' <laughs> titties bouncing in the background. Made me type all that for no goddamn reason, bro. I love that. I love that. That's already been done. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, I mean, there's there's some fascinating things that I would love to do. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to think about it, trying to be outside the box here. But uh, so everyone talks about Bend It Like Beckham. And still, one of the most outrageous goals I've ever seen is is uh, affectionately referred to in, in with me and my boy as "curve it like Carlos." Oh yes, that shot doesn't make sense. The physics of it absolutely don't make like scientists to this day cannot it's explain. Ten foot it. outside. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the um, strike or shot that I'm talking about, is uh, I believe it's Roberto Carlos. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he is sprinting towards the goal line of his opponent with the ball. The ball gets to the goal line. And in soccer, right, if you're familiar with this, you have to, you know, you have uh, the whole ball has to go over the touch line for it to be out of bounds. The ball gets about 75 five 80% out of bounds and Carlos decides to strike the ball like it's going on a on a cross but as it as he strikes it and hits it back into the box right the six yard penalty area um the ball curves back towards the goal into the back of the net like top corner of the far post and it's just it doesn't make sense it's like a helicopter helicopters don't make sense right this goal doesn't make sense it it's absolutely defies 
the ability of physics. But, well, actually, I guess not since it happened. But his force equals mass times acceleration <laughs> and everything else you want to throw into it somehow got the fucking ball into the net. It is outrageous. It's amazing. I love that shot. I watched the highlight one or two times a year. That's how many, I have it saved on YouTube. I fucking love that goal. And that's what I want. It's insane. It's it's it. It doesn't make it breaks. The more you know about soccer, the more it breaks your brain. <laughs> it doesn't make if you just watch it, you're like, oh, like that's probably just a really good shot. And then as you play soccer and watch soccer, you're like, no, that shot doesn't make sense. <laughs> like the world's best footballers can't score that in training with no goalie. Yeah, you can give them 20 attempts. They're probably not seeing that, that. That was probably like him just like, fuck it. I'm going to take this shot. And then it goes in, and he later in the locker room, he's like, yo, I didn't think that bitch was going in. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, my last two picks uh, both involve ice sports. Well, winter sports. I want to do a downhill ski jump. I don't really care if it's in the Olympics. I just want to do a downhill ski jump once and not die. I feel like you, your balls would be so full after that that like nobody could tell you what to do. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, did you go off a 300-foot ski ramp and land it? No, so shut up. <laughs> and I want a glove. I want to pull a glove save on a wide-open hockey net. So so goal t- me as goaltender, I get beat. Cross crease pass, wide open net, no chance he misses. And then out of nowhere, dude, here comes the glove. Daddy glove hand. And then the puck goes right into it. Great goaltending is just amazing. Uh, and that's actually going to be my final pick. I was, was just thinking I was going to get some, uh, some American football in here. I think I'm going to go soccer. I want to stop five for five penalty shots. Incredible. Nobody can tell. Nobody can tell you anything after that. <laughs> I want to take the uh, the penalty kill mindset of hockey and put it into penalty shootouts. <laughs> Bro, do you remember in Diego when I stopped that one penalty save and it almost stopped the game? Everybody went so crazy. Yeah, it was. It was also because I fucking stoked the fire. I started running around like a madman. Well, but still, dude, like that, like. If you save one penalty shot, you're jazzed up. Could you imagine five, dude? Five in a row? Well, by I okay, now here's the question. And I wonder if you could like if there's any way to study this. Where's the drop off in confidence by the opposing team? I think three straight. I think I think that's what the number I had in my head. If you stop three straight, you're stopping five. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's it's exactly like Manchester United this weekend, right? Right. Like the goals hit they were demoralized and the goals kept coming we've seen they're that thinking, we've they're, seen, they're thinking about next week already they've already checked out of the game the right. game is over like it happens all the time in sports so yeah i think so especially like let's say you're in a penalty shootout with uh psg and mbappe steps up boom shut him down Messi steps up boom shut him down you're like okay this motherfucker ain't getting neymar too right you Neymar got shut down. I don't give a I don't give a flying fuck who you have coming next. Di Maria, 
you know, Hakimi, whoever you, whoever else you want for PSG, it's a wrap, dude. You got fucking spent. Like it's not happening. Uh, that's what I'm going with for mine, and then cool. uh, we'll get Eric's last. Uh, kind of having a hard time here because I have such a long list, and there's so many that I want to get. I'll brag. What? <laughs> um. There's just so many things I want to do. <laughs> I would say, because I think, you know, we, we've, you guys have all been starting to talk about things that just fill your nuts. So one, I think one that I would, that I would love to like, just be able to accomplish is go against the number one wide receiver in the league as a corner and just absolutely shut him the fuck down for a whole game. <laughs> Hold on, catch, dude. Like eight targets, zero catches. Not and a fumble. Darrell Revis did that one year, bro. You need a you need to expand it to sixteen games. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like I, I to to play off Eric's, like, imagine being like an offensive lineman, like some unknown offensive lineman going against like Vaughn Miller and just the whole game. He's not getting past you. That would you be mean, a great feeling. You mean the Chiefs O line and against the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Yeah, too, probably too, too soon. But to nobody shut down the best pass rush in fucking football or third best pass rush in football history. Creed uh, Humphrey, my, Orlando Brown. I don't know about nobody's. 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 They didn't even earn franchise tags. That's how much nobody's they are. Creed Humphrey's on a rookie deal. Why the fuck would they franchise tag? I was talking about Orlando. Sorry, but yeah. A <laughs> uh, couple of honorable mentions for me, mainly because uh, Eric already said hit the grand slam. And Jermaine already said a hole-in-one. I think those are better than what I had. I had a walk-off strikeout to win the game. Um, and then sink a putt to win a golf major. I like both of those. Uh, I would like to expound on yours. Uh, come in Mariano Rivera-style closer, and you absolutely need three outs to win the World Series. It, it's a 2-1 it's a ball game. Runs have been hard to come by. You have two on, and you fucking and you sit down one, two, three. Ball never even gets in play. Like, Dude, like I, I, I can't. I've, I've been a pitcher, and I can't imagine the amount of confidence that Mariano Rivera like came into a stadium, and people would just be like, oh. like the that whole like, like forty thousand people are just like, well. Well, who do we have tomorrow? Like- <laughs> that song, bro. That song kills. Well, actually, it's only played at home, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Imagine you played the opposing pitcher's song. <laughs> Yo, if I'm, the, if I'm that other, if I'm the team away from home, I'm bringing a speaker, dude. So when he comes out, I'm playing it. I'm playing it. our dugout. I just, I, I love closers in baseball i actually might be uh one of the contrary to this because um usually everyone's talking about how how they wish their starters would go for complete games all the time i love the closer position so i I think it's one of the most savage in sports so uh but typically like pitcher goaltender um they have so much you if you're a dominant pitcher or a goaltender that you're going to impact the entire game and yeah. that's those are like the, the positions that you can you, you can truly be one of one and be the only player on for your team that day and you're gonna get the w 
right? Because we see it. Tom Brady threw for, what, 505 touchdowns in the Super Bowl and lost? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's very rare do you have a position where if you play to the your best of your ability that there's no contest we i i used to have a saying when i was a pitcher and i would say to the guys like when i was pitching well only need one boys (laughs) you only need to get me one yeah it's uh we win this game if we get one run like that's not hard go get one run yeah i mean that's over nine i that's why i feel so bad for pitchers that throw complete game nine innings and then they lose the game. <laughs> like, oh. A pitcher that throws a game and loses it like 1-0. Guys, you had nine innings to get one run your professional baseball players. I would, I would rather that than me throw seven, eight innings and then not get a decision. That chaps, yeah. I'd rather the L. <laughs> I would yeah. rather the L, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can kind of, you can just, you can justify that, I guess, with like a quality start. But yeah, yeah, but that's a made-up stat these old heads created to, to to make them feel better when the when the hitters couldn't deliver. Yeah, I mean, you just need to get one, just one. That's just it, bro. One you you earn a salary just like me. Just get one. <laughs> all right any other honorable mentions uh uh so the only thing that i would add to this i have a bunch but the only thing i would absolutely like i would want to add is i just want a, a, a toe tap end zone catch to win a super bowl okay and what are the other ones um well what the other one is to moss somebody okay. uh a no hitter a complete game like no hitter like not even not a complete game but a nine a nine inning no hitter. Nah, no no stop say perfect game Perfect game. There right. you go. Um, well, I, Eric, then, I, can, I can tell you from experience, there are days when you are pitching so good that it's almost an out of body experience. That would be cool. That like that like you like you just you walk out to the mound, you go. I'm about to go back into the dugout, <laughs> and you get three outs, and you walk back into the dugout. Yeah, and then you walk back out there, and you're like, nobody can touch me today. That's sick. And then That's the only other. The only so other one I would my have. My first professional scout, actually. <laughs> I had uh, one of the best games of my life. <laughs> the only other one I would have would be to bowl a 300. That's a fantastic one. That's a good one. Uh, perfect game of darts. Oh, bro. Yeah, that's, that's bonkers. Also, first of all, if you guys have never watched darts, like the professional with the fans in the crowd. Amazing. It's so amazing. It really is. Triple 20! I would like to win a leg of the Tour de France. Oh, bro. Preferably one of the uphill ones. Uh, the mountain stages? The mountain stages, yeah. I'm a sucker for the Tour de France. Dude, you 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 get the polka dot jersey means you're the best climber. Bro, and then you get a race in that every single race afterwards. Eat my dick. Bro, Eat my dick. Dirty. You may win because you're a bitch-ass sprinter, but I conquered a fucking mountain on a bike, dude. <laughs> uh, the, the one of them is uh, Pitch a Game on LSD. Shout out my boy, Doc Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna read through these picks real quick, and then we'll we'll jump into the next one. But uh, how is that? The that's not impressive to pitch a game. He he pitched well too. No, that's dope. It's just it's just we you know we're 36 minutes in, we're still finishing up. So 
Uh, Nick had first pick. Uh, scoring scoring in the 90th to take the lead in a soccer match. Uh, a pick six. Uh, win the uh, win an F1 race, uh, preferably Monaco. Downhill ski jump, and then a glo- uh, you said an empty net glove save in hockey. Yeah. Okay. And then for Jermaine, hole in one on a par five, which we now know is a condor. March Madness half court buzzer beater. Headline a Fight Island UFC pay per view and win via flying armbar. Uh, curve it like Roberto Carlos, uh, aka hit a ridiculous curve goal in soccer. Stop five for five penalty shots in soccer. Uh, my five are layout a punt returner, whether he calls a fair catch or not, hit a grand slam, uh, block on one end, dunk on the other end, ejected from any game. I don't care what sport it is, and then be an absolute shutdown corner. I agree. I'm just saying, my LSD honorable mention. He did a no hitter. Yeah, no, dude, I get what you're saying. That's filthy. I, and, and, and <laughs> it's I'm still not the craziest gonna, story. I'm no, not, that's I impossible. I don't really know the effects of LSD, but I'm pretty sure it would make it really hard to pitch baseball. <laughs> to throw a no hitter. Yeah, I can confirm it's hard to throw not on LSD. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think LSD <laughs> is the secret to pitching. <laughs> just, just a little insider baseball there. It's still one of the craziest stories, bro. It's not like Max Serger is there friggin' microdosing LSD. You know, like, oh. you know why it's so crazy? Because one of Eric's like honorable mentioned sports feats was throwing a no hitter. <laughs> this dude said, "Nah, nah. Let me take, let me drop ass, and then throw a no hitter." That's just crazy to me. All right, Eric. Bring back that sheet. Walk us through the head-to-head from the week before, and then we will get into uh, UFC 285. All right. Let me get this pulled up. I didn't think we were going to do that right now, so I took it off, but should be light work. All right, got it up here. How dare you? All right, so uh, obviously you guys know we're doing a year-long head-to-head. Um, last week, Jermaine went 1-2. and two. Um, he had a pretty cool parlay, which unfortunately didn't hit because, well, Shevchenko, whatever. Anyway, we're not going to get no, into it. No, it wouldn't have hit with Shevchenko. Oh, we'll talk about Rachmanov, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But uh, So he's now currently sitting 6-12 and 12 on the season with uh, being down 6.5 units. Uh, Nick went 2-1 and one last week. Uh, he now sits at 6-11-1 and one and is down 5.7 units. Uh, I went 3-0 and oh last week, all in NBA bets. Uh, I'm sitting at 11 and 7, and I'm up 7.1 units. And our other producer, Nevada, is 8, 6, and 1. Uh, he went 1 and 2, and he is sitting at plus 1.3 units for the season. Boom. Fuck you, Nevada. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's setting up perfectly for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really don't care about it. I would say Nick's in a better position to win this than Arsenal is to win the Premier League. We'll see. A lot of Arsenal sounder from one goal Chelsea fan. Right. Okay. They could win the cup. I still wouldn't give them credit, dude. Fuck (laughs) Arsenal. The fuck? All right, so UFC 285 happened this weekend. Uh, We'll talk about the main event. I'm sorry, not the main event, the main card. Uh, the first fight of the main card was uh, undefeated Bo Nickel taking on Jamie Pickett. Um, 
it was a round one finish with 254. Shit, is that 254 remaining or 254 elapsed? Either way, it doesn't really matter. Bo Nickel gets the submission, uh, taps out Jamie Pickett, round one finish. Uh, it's exactly what... Oh, actually, Eric, before we get into this, can you read us the results <laughs> from the bets we took for UFC and then we'll... Yeah, we'll... yeah. so I have it pulled up here. So uh, we did put in bets for this. Um, Jermaine, on his picks, went three and four, and Nick went five and five. Do you want me to tell you which guys you guys bets you guys hit, or when we talk about the scores, we can. You could, if you have it divided, you can bring it up by fight. All right, so uh, three or four for myself, five and five for Nick. That's kind of weird because I thought I took way more bets, but um, Bo Nickel submitted Jamie Pickett in the first round. Kind of what Nick and I had talked about. Uh, I went on a whole rant about how we've been waiting for Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel debuts in the UFC on the main card of a pay-per-view. That is rare, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how, I don't know how many times I have to say that. But, and Bo Nickel showed up, showed out, and is about to put this middleweight uh, division on notice. So 4-0 now. 4-0. Uh, Four after... After one of the craziest collegiate runs as a as a amateur wrestler uh, that I can remember, um, and now he's coming for the middleweight division, and the middleweight division uh, was recently helmed by the run of Israel Adesanya. He's the darling of that division, uh, and then he dropped the belt to kickboxing opponent Alex Perea, um, who's now the current reigning champion, and. Wrestling is the most, if you're an elite wrestler in the MMA, it's going to get you the furthest of all the mixed martial arts. Uh, it is, there's just something different about a wrestler getting his mitts on you. You just can't get away. Um, and I was talking with a, a buddy of mine and the middleweight division in every other division, the top five or top 10 are littered with phenomenal wrestlers and the middleweight division is not that's why you have alex perea and israel Adesanya essentially fighting for that top spot bo nickel is coming and he is coming fast and hard <laughs> so, so title my sex tape so put a little context to what bo nickel did in his ufc debut on a numbered card on the main event um on the main card. The fight went uh, two minutes and 54 seconds. He had two minutes and 30 seconds of control. Uh, one takedown, two submission attempts. He didn't fail at one. And there was a total of four strikes thrown in the fight. So at about 14 seconds into the fight, Bo Nickel got man to the ground and did not let him back up or get out of his grips. And he ended up with a arm triangle to secure the win. Yeah, didn't even didn't even get hit. He got. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He got hit once. Well, I mean, four strikes were thrown. Like you don't even have to talk about getting hit. That's like unless it's a devastating one punch. Like it's almost inconsequential. That is crazy statistics. Now people are going to do what they have to do when you're talking about the whole aspect of a fighter. Can he actually throw hands? Is is something that needs to be answered? Can he go? 25 minutes that's something that needs to be answered but 
if you finish within the first two minutes, you never have to find out the answer. So, I mean, you just reference my sex game. Right. <laughs> you never, have to, you never right. have to consider if Jermaine can go five minutes because he never does. So, <laughs> the very next fight. Hold on. So for this one, Bo Nickel to win by submission was minus 120. Nick and Jermaine both took that. And they both took Bo Nickel to win round one by submission. Or win in round one by submission, which was plus 140. You both hit on that. Yeah. And uh, part of the parlay that I put out, if you just bet the individual legs, uh, you went one and two. Um, fucking uh, <laughs> Rock Knob let me down. Uh, ended up getting the finish, but let me down. But Bo Nickel to win and under one and a half, I believe, was plus uh, 650. So... That was part of the parlay. Plus 650, phenomenal. Phenomenal odds for that. So um, the very next thing, uh, sorry, the very next fight we have, uh, Matuiz Gamra on short notice replaces Dan Hooker to take on Jalen Turner. Uh, Gamra went from 22-1 and one to 22, 20, I'm sorry, from 21-2 to 22-2 and two, uh, as he got the split decision in this fight. Over Jalen Turner. Uh, I actually took Jalen Turner plus 175 uh, when we did the picks beforehand. I may have a little bit of a bone to pick. I'm not really upset with the decision. I, I'm actually kind of shocked it was a split decision. Um, but that obviously went to decision, so it went the full 15 minutes. So if you had under one and a half or under two and a half, obviously did not hit. Jalen Turner money line did not hit. And any kind of prop on a KO submission or the fight not going the distance also did not hit. So we talked about this, right? We said if if Turner wins, he's going to win inside the distance. And if it goes the distance, Gamrot's going to win, right? Mm -hmm. I took the other side of it where I said I think Gamrot wins. Uh on decision so i mean but we we you know jermaine jermaine and i talked about it like this this was a fight i i think of all the fights on the card if you just went by fights and data and, and the eye test this was probably the most even fight on the card and even in the fight jalen turner was a little made me a little nervous for that bet at some at, at, at times and gamrot looked like a guy who had accepted this fight on short notice but ultimately got the win by split decision. Yeah, still, still very, very, very talented um, individual. It's you know you don't casually have twenty one wins coming in to answer a short notice fight. The actual fight itself was very fun to watch. I can see how they got split decision. Uh, in my head, I thought it was a unanimous decision for Gamrot, uh, so I I missed out on that completely. Uh, usually, second, second best fight of the night, you think? Oh no. Mm -mm. no. Uh oh. No. So um I think the best fight of the night was the um Rachmanov versus um which is the next fight versus Jeff Neal. Absolute fantastic fight. And then my second fight would be the Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Uh and then we'll that get we'll my, get that was my best fight of the night. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Um, I don't think they either one of them 
really got started. They knew they were fighting a five-round fight, so they were very much playing the tactics on that. Hold on. We'll we'll get into that when we actually discuss it. So, uh, Gamrot, as we said, split decision over Jalen Turner. We'll go ahead and push into the very next fight. The next fight uh, finished with um, 43 seconds remaining in round three. Shavkat Rachmanov standing, I guess, rear naked choke. I don't really know how you what what they call that choke, but uh, standing from behind him, choked him up on his feet, choked him out on his feet, um, and Jeff Neal, <laughs> Jeff Neal almost didn't, uh, pretty much didn't tap in time, so he kind of hit the floor <laughs> like a, a a bag of bricks. But one thing I will talk about is Rockmanov. I think the world of, I think he's a terrific fucking fighter. Jeff Neal had Rachmanov. If that went to decision, I don't know what was going to happen with that. Jeff Neal came out bombing. And Jeff Neal was a man on a mission. And I think Jeff Neal boosted his, you know, projections in a loss, which doesn't happen very often. You got something there? Uh, Jeff Neal was the one that didn't make weight, right? Or was that Turner? Yes, that didn't make Jeff, Jeff Neal didn't Neal make did weight. Not make weight. Okay. So uh, Jeff Neal came in at one seventy five. Um, usually, when the miss is that big, you know, you suspect Joe Rogan likes to talk about it. You suspect camp injury that prevented him from from making that cut. Um, but I mean, still almost came out and won that fight. Uh, Usually if a person doesn't make weight, I know we recorded our podcast beforehand. If you're listening to this one, you'd like to bet mixed martial arts like I do. If a person doesn't make weight, I'm usually picking up my phone immediately and fading. Betting the other guy. Uh, I don't know what it is. When they don't make weight, they almost always lose the fight. I can't recall... I can only recall one time where a guy who missed weight once won, and it was recently. It was Charles Oliveira. That's the only time I remember that a guy who missed weight won the fight. Oh, because, the, the, yeah, and the belt stayed vacated. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, yes, he was the champ at the time, so it's not really that crazy. Not really that crazy, but that is, that's a but good callback. But it lends callback. itself to what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So I typically, yeah. I I will almost always fade. I'm pretty sure I faded Charles Oliveira in that fight. And then I, I mean, got burned. I mean, just really quick, still on this Jeff Neal and, and Rachmanov fight, Neal boosted his boosted his um, you know boosted his image and, and and profile. But dude, he got outstruck one twenty to sixty nine signature strikes one thirteen to sixty nine. Uh, he got outstruck ahead, outstruck at the body, outstruck at the legs. He got out controlled. He had zero takedowns, uh, zero takedown, or he actually had, but he had he had four attempts and four. Um, Rockmanov, what do you take down defense? So take down defenses. So, yeah, Jeff Jeff definitely boosted his profile because he's gonna be a tough out for people. But I just think on the other end, Rockmanov dominated this fight from beginning to end. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't see that same fight. You know, I I don't really impact damage is is what I look at. Rockmanov got rocked by Jeff Neal pretty regularly in that fight. He put him in dangerous situations, and Rachmanov, who clearly has the ground advantage, couldn't get Jeff Neal to the ground. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Neal defended all the takedowns. I think the one time that he did get control, right, uh, and control could be clinch control, 
up against the fence, uh, not necessarily ground control. Um, so you're, I, you're probably right. I think Rockmanov still gets the decision. I just think the fight was a lot closer than it looked. And Rockmanov just doesn't have to deal with that now that he got the finish. And also, when you get a standing choke, I'm always impressed. Yeah. 100%. I, I mean, yeah. it was – Rachmanov is, is – I see a belt in his future. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's probably one of our safer bets on He's, this what, 17 and 0 now? Yeah, 17-0. Yeah. And, and, and Jeff was really one of the few fights that I've seen from him where he had – like Jermaine said, Jeff rocked him and shit. I, I still think Shafkat was comfortable in there. And he, all fighters get hit in the face and, it, it, you know – if it gets you a good one, it's gonna throw you off. But he just bounced back from it, and 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 I think he's gonna win a belt. I think he's. I think he showed just that that fucking all these Russian dudes, man. I know he's not Russian. He's from like I don't know where that flag's from, but Kazakhstan. all those guys coming from Eastern Europe are just they're just fucking animals, man. He's he's Kazakh. I disagree with you, Eric. There were times in that fight where he got hit by Jeff Neal that he did not look like he had been hit like that before. Yeah, he no, did no. not look dominant. And now Jeff McNeil, I think, probably fell where right where Rachmanov wanted him, which was that which was the clench that ultimately won Rachmanov the fight. But you can see the first time he got uh, tagged on a combo by Jeff Neal, he kind of was like, oh. So there was yeah. that right right before he submitted Jeff Neal, maybe it was in the round before. Neil hit him with like a one-two combo that like staggered him back. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, and and I again all credit given to Neil. He put up a good fight, and you are absolutely right. He did rock, uh, Rockmanov's you know world for a bit. But I've seen great fighters go in there and get rocked. Charles Oliveira, perfect example. Almost every time I see that dude fight, I think he's done. Almost every time I watch Charles <laughs> Oliveira fight, I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna lose. And he just they just these guys, these championship level guys, they just they have that second, third, fourth gear that they just kick it into, regardless of shaky legs or foggy brain. They just they can just keep pushing and win fights, and I think that's what gives him that championship quality. But I'm not gonna argue with you. He definitely Rachmanov, can get. Rachmanov is what is what class? Uh, um, he, oh, you're talking weight? about weight class, middleweight, w- weight class or record? Weight class. Well, welterweight. So he's ninth in the. Yeah, yeah. he's he's barely coming up. So uh, Rachmanov is 17 and 0. Uh, one thing that we need to mention, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, is it's all finishes. Right. Eight KOs, nine submissions. Uh, um, I mean, and I believe we bet both of those, right, Eric? Um, so you guys took Gamrot versus Turner, or Jermaine took Gamrot versus Turner over two and a half at plus one twenty-five. You did take Rachmanov KO in round two, which didn't happen, um, yeah. and then uh, Nicholas took. Gamrot to win by decision, which hit. And I know I'm going back to old fights, but Rachmanov wins by submission plus 200. You also had Rachmanov KO in round two, but that did not hit. Yeah, it's what caused the parlay. Um, we'll talk about the parlay in the next fight. So that wraps up the uh, undercard of the main card. So those are the three, 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 uh, three round fights. All of them were good. I thought the main card was very, very good. Didn't watch a whole lot of the prelims. Uh, I was kind of watching the Sixers game instead. Uh, did watch Cody Garbrandt get the dub. Um, just a few highlights. And then uh, Dris- Driscus uh, Duplessis. Duplessis. I was in the restroom for, and he KO'd TKO. Uh, so 
<laughs> you know, he opened the round two. Uh, sorry, he finished round two with a KO. I happen to miss the KO. Uh, that's a that's an up and coming middleweight prospect as well. Uh, Cody Garbrandt got the unanimous decision in the bantamweight. Uh, that fight felt very, very close, um, but Cody Garbrandt got the win on that one. All right, so we'll go ahead and get into the first of our two title fights. Uh, we had the women's flyweight title on the line. Valentina Shevchenko is really the is probably you know people consider her the only flyweight champion in that division because she's won it and held on to it. Excuse me. She's she had, had nine defenses. She had nine title defenses, and she was taking on Alexa Grasso of Mexican uh, heritage. Uh, that's important. We'll get into it here in a second. But this fight actually finished in round four. After four minutes and 34 seconds elapsed, Alexa Grasso was getting controlled the whole fight i think valentina shevchenko was very much imposing her will as the champion she knew how to fight a five round fight she opened slow turned it up in rounds three and four and was going to come for the finish uh towards the end of the fight and, and but, i believe we said 87 percent of shevchenko's fights ended in a decision so she knows how to how to play for those points and then just kind of work around a good defense because it's I, I don't know about your about you guys, but in my experience, it takes a lot for a champion to lose on decision. Yeah, 100%. yes, you gotta you gotta clearly beat the champ. It can't be a question. Right. Yeah, uh, and just to give a give a little uh, you know give a little background to what Jermaine said about that. Uh, so Shevchenko had 167 strikes. She did get outstruck 182 to 167, but she outstruck um, Grasso 87 to 59 with signature strikes. She beat up her head, 68. S significant, brother. What did I say? Signature. Oh, <laughs> like, significant, like sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, she hit, she landed 68 head shots compared to the 31 from Alexa. Eight body, uh, Alexa had 12. Um, Alexa beat up the legs, beat her 16 to 11 strikes. This is where it gets crazy. Alexa had a minute and 22 of control. Shevchenko had five minutes and 24 seconds of, of control. Uh, she was four of six on takedowns. Uh, Alexa was 0 of two. Uh, but Alexa did get the result. She won. <laughs> That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. She was I, the fight was closer than I thought. I remember going into it thinking I was talking to Eric on the on the couch while we were watching the fight, and I was just like, "Yo, I I don't know if Alexa Grasso really deserves to be in this position for the title." And I was like, "I think Valentina's gonna smoke her." I stand by that. If the fight goes to decision or the fifth round, I think Valentina easily wins that fight. Mm -hmm. uh, she took her down all the time, controlled her on the ground, never really went for a submission attempt, but she was putting in work when she did have her on the ground. Now, a calculated error by the champ actually cost her this fight. She went for a spinning back kick, but did not have the range right she was too close it was too compact for that spinning back kick the kick opened up on the outside of alexa grasso's left hip allowing her to step in and secure the back of the champion here's where it's impressive valentina shevchenko is a champion she's well versed in the world of mixed martial arts hence why she's fighting the ufc at the tippy top 
nine defenses for a reason. Alexa Grasso, once she had her, it went from, oh, shit, she took her, to, oh, shit, she took her. I mean, the 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 clench, the squeeze, the grip of Alexa Grasso's rear, rear naked choke was so strong. I wasn't even paying. I didn't even realize how strong it was until they freeze framed it. And the entire top of Valentina's head from her lips up is crimson. It is red. The blood has been cut off. We were getting close to bluish, close to purple territory on that choke. Uh, Valentina actually tapped twice before the final tap was recognized. Um, if I'm her corner, I'm yo, you need to tap like you're quitting. You can't do this. She full extended her elbow to bring it back in to tap again. You, it's this, this like just, just tap the hand, tap yeah. it. The ref will know, like, it wasn't clear enough, and she almost was completely knocked out because of it. So, shout out Alexa Grasso, the third Mexican UFC champ in history, and it's three recent, like. Brandon Moreno won when we went to go see the UFC fight in Phoenix, right? He won the title there. He lost it, won it again. <laughs> and now you have uh, Yair Rodriguez on the last numbered card at 284, won the interim uh, featherweight title and is scheduled to face Volkanovski. He looked like an absolute killer in that fight versus Josh Emmett. And, now, and then you have Alexa Grasso, and I just remember thinking – Yo, I and I was teasing it the whole time, leading up to the leading up to the actual fight. I was just like, "Yo, we we could have another Mexican champion," and it's here. Mexican fighters have been huge in boxing. They they love combat sports. Mexicans were built for that, and here it is. It's the Mexican Renaissance of mixed martial arts. If I am a promoter who promotes Mexican fighters in the boxing world, I am concerned. The minute someone shows success in a field from your country, it sees a boom. That's why you saw uh, Wang Jaylee, right? She won the, the, the Chinese belt. I mean, not the Chinese belt. She won the UFC title. She's Chinese. And now we're seeing more and more Chinese fighters coming out of the world work for the MMA. So getting into that prominence, getting into getting a victory, getting a belt, getting a main event card, it's boons, right? So now it's three champions in Mexico. And watch out. Mexican MMA fighters are going to be something you need to be concerned with. I mean, look at, I mean, you're, you're the, the golden standard is the Dagestani fighters, right? Like after Khabib won, like you, you, you couldn't throw a rock in Dagestan without it. <laughs> so, so I, I, I do a couple of things. One, I, I, I do think it's a little slightly offensive to, to a, a certain Honestly, one of the best fighters this fucking sport has ever seen. I know he didn't. I know he fought out of LA, but to say that these guys are the first Mexican champions is an absolute Diaz is an American. Okay, I understand I what you're hate, saying. I hate Diaz. I'm not talking about Nate Diaz. I'm talking about Henry Cejudo. 
Oh no, he he won a gold medal for America. I understand, but that does, there's a lot of guys who fight in a lot of countries that aren't theirs, and and I get what they're saying. But Henry Cejudo was the first Mexican blooded, like he, uh, yeah. But Eric, but Eric, he, he wasn't. You can't win a gold medal for a country that you're not from. I'm not saying that he's the first Mexican to win the belt. He is not the first Mexican fighter, but he's the was the first fighter of Mexican heritage and descent to win the belt, and he paved the way for these guys to get in. Now, yes, these guys are actually Mexican fighting out of camps where they train in Mexico, and they they are all badasses. All three of these guys, all three of these people are badasses, and I'm and Jermaine's right. The Mexicans are they love boxing once they make this transition to there's more regularly ufc fighters coming out of mexico we will see a lot more mexicans holding belts i totally agree with that but we have to give a little bit of respect to to where you come from and what your ancestry is and senator cejudo whose grandmother doesn't speak english is a mexican fighter i know he's he's a mexican american fighter is what we'll say but he was he was definitely one of the first ones representing or, or 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 with you know how they say Obama was an inspiration to black kids because you know he uh, was the first president. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying is he was an inspiration to Mexican fighters because they saw somebody like him doing it and winning belts. I'm not saying he was the first Mexican of nationality, but he was the first Mexican of heritage to win the belt. Nah, that's all I'm saying. He's American. And then another point you brought out, and I, I can't believe we didn't talk about it uh, because we we're really impressed with it. Bo Nickel, when he got that choke. Rogan said it. DC said it. That he was not. He did not have the. He had the you're worst have position ever. This man is so strong that he was able to get the choke with something stopping him from getting full pressure on the neck. That's how tight he was squeezing. That the man still had a, was still able to put uh, something between his his forearm and the neck, but you can't do anything when he's that strong and squeezing you that hard. Because you remember, he squeezed him for like a minute. No, it was, like two min- it was like two he minutes. It was like two minutes. Dude, he just had it. He was just squeezing. And you could see the veins popping out. And it was just like, this is a strong motherfucker. And the minute he gets his hands on you. I was concerned. If Bo Nickel didn't get that finish in the first round, I was concerned for the yeah. rest of the fight. Because he started turning red and his arms were shaking. He was squeezing for so long. But yeah. as soon as he clamped it on, I remember going, oh, my God, look at that guy's eyes. Yeah. They were I have never. I have never seen some a human being become one of those dolls where you squeeze the legs and his eyeballs comes out of the fucking his forehead. Yeah, but- that's called that's called chimpanzee strength, dude. You don't want to <laughs> even get a finger on you. <laughs> and and then, it was terrifying, bro. And then the last two things I know that we we were doing something else, but I did watch the uh, two of the early prelims. We actually watched them. Uh, shout out to Cameron Simon from South Africa, eight and Dude put on a stud of a performance against Mano Martinez. He's apparently coming up in the um, bantamweight division. Uh, and then your boy, who you've been championing for a minute, Ian Gary. Yeah, a, a lot of the world is is championing Ian Gary. Um, 11 and 0. Because he, he's, again, this is the, the same thing that Conor McGregor did for winning the championship in Ireland, right? Uh, the way people ride Patty Pimblett, the way people ride are are riding Ian Gary. Uh, Ian Gary has he seems much more credentialed than Patty Pimblett. I want Patty to, to be successful, but I, if I'm picking up the two, Ian Gary, 
And Ian Gary was put in a dangerous situation in this fight in the very first round. The next two rounds, it was so dominant from him, it almost it almost felt like it never happened. So he got the, yeah. he got the KO with uh, like maybe half a minute left or something like that. I can't remember. I think it was like 30-something seconds left in the fight. Yeah, 38 seconds. Yeah. He got a round three, 422 KO, TKO, uh, and, you know, walked away from it. So uh, we have one last fight. We uh, the much anticipated, much uh, whatever you want, whatever moniker you want to slap on it. Uh, John's Bones Jones um, continues to cement himself as the greatest mixed martial artist of all time um, by defeating a former interim heavyweight champion, right? So disputed heavyweight champion um, Cyril Gon with. Two minutes and four seconds. It took him two minutes and four seconds. And honestly, reading that number, if that feels that it didn't feel that long, it didn't feel that long. It did not feel that long. Uh, John Jones got him, got him good, and (laughs) choked him out. It it was that's it. That's all. Like that's that. There's nothing. There is no uh, analysis to be given. John Jones is him. John Jones is the GOAT. He is going to enjoy a long, long reign on top of the heavyweight division unless somebody learns how to wrestle. And they don't. And that's okay. So, so before I turn it over to you, Eric, I know you want to make some points, but uh, because John Jones is your guy, Uh, Cyril got so uh, coming out of this. Cejudo showed John Jones the choke. I remember when that video came out and then everyone re-showed it and I just died laughing because, of course, John Jones is just a savant. He sees it once. He can do it perfectly. Uh, The very next thing, excuse me, Khabib uh, sent a message. What is happening? Khabib sent a message to Cyril Gon basically saying, come to Dagestan and we'll teach you how how to wrestle. That's a terrifying prospect. And... I was like, yo, that's tight. Because if Cyril Gong goes, learns how to wrestle, wins a few more fights again, him him going against John Jones being able to learn how to wrestle would be fascinating to watch. Um, and then lastly, uh, well, not lastly, John Jones calls out Stipe Miocic, which was all but guaranteed for International Fight Week, which is July 8th in uh, Las Vegas. Always there because that's where they do the Hall of Fame stuff. And... And John Jones calling, uh, John Jones calling Ngannou of pussy at the post match presser is all time hysterical, bro. So that, that's my analysis. John Jones won. <laughs> the post the post fight stuff was more impressive than the fucking two minutes we we saw it was so crazy quick i was just like oh, all right uh i'm on with with the rest of my day but uh go ahead uh so the only thing i, I just wanted to ask you guys this. so we saw the greatest run at light heavyweight um steve amiocic is considered the greatest heavyweight um as currently constructed you guys know the names we don't need to go over it nobody's gonna beat john jones not that I, th- okay, I don't think anybody's gonna beat John Jones. Now, we do. We already say he's the goat. He says it in press conferences. Fucking Dana White's running around saying he's the goat. Everybody already says this. 
Oh, wow. How quick, how quick of a turn by Dana White. Oh, dude, now now that John Jones is back making him money, he's, yeah. he, he's back in the family, huh? It's all about the money. But I was going to ask you guys this. So let's say we get a, we get a heavyweight run from John. He gets bored because he probably defends it a couple times. I don't, I don't know how many times, but let's say he defends it six, seven times. There's really nobody else that's coming in. He walks away with the greatest with one of the greatest heavyweight runs in UFC and the greatest heavyweight or the light heavyweight run. Now, I can't I can't say that, you know, it's a different it's a completely different sport, but what does that do for him as far as when you think of fighters, you got Ali, Tyson, all does and I understand it's a different sport, but when you're talking it's the modern era. This is this is going to be the biggest combat sport there is and it's going to do that for a while. Boxing's still sort of relevant, but does he get into that conversation? Look, I, I in my sport, in my divisions, I held the belts and I t- and I and nobody took them from me. And I have one loss, which was a fight that should have been stopped way before it was ended on a DQ. Does he put himself in that conversation, like, or does or does the off field shit fuck it up for him? He was already in that conversation beforehand, so I don't know why we're having this discussion. Uh, you think is 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 Tiger Woods one of the greatest golfers of all time? One thousand percent. Does he fuck bitches? Is is Michael Jordan one of the greatest basketball players of all time? Does he fuck bitches? Would you say (laughs) Would you say uh, Lance Armstrong is the greatest cyclist of all time? Yes. Would you say Michael Phelps is the greatest swimmer of all time? Yes. Every single person that I just named has had off field issues. Is is Brett Favre one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Yeah. Reluctantly, I'll say yes. (laughs) It's it's off field issues does not matter. We as sports fans, we as sports fans, and well, we as sports fans can't do it, but the general public needs to know that, yeah, he may be a terrible person, and I'm not saying John Jones is, Yeah, the athlete may be a terrible person, but when he gets on the court, you can't be like, oh, he was a terrible person. You have to look at him as a sportsman. I agree with you totally. I think when it comes to sports, when it comes to uh, movies, musicians, any of that shit, what you do outside of your field and specialty is none of my business or anybody else's business. What you give us is the product of what your industry is. So if you're a heavyweight fighter and you go out there and you're knocking out people, do what you want on the weekend. I'm not going to judge you for that. It's not my business. So I agree with you on that. And I think, I, I just think in my head, I understand what you said that we already say that about John Jones, but I don't think MMA has gotten to that, at least for me, and I guess I must, I must just not, realize when it happened but i still think boxers are put up here and mma fighters are put down here i i don't know why i thought that maybe i'm just completely wrong but i for some reason in my head i just thought there's like this lore to being mcgregor mcgregor changed it okay so i can i can so i i I recant my statement i guess he is already there and i just i was think i was viewing it from a viewpoint where people like my dad and a couple of my uncles to them boxers are the epitome and mma is cool but it's not that's how they grew up. Yeah. yeah. So, he, so here's here's the thing. Turn turn of the twentieth century, right? So, nineteen hundred is the turn of the twentieth century. For those of you not understand what I'm trying to say, I was born Bo- in the late nineteen hundreds. Boxing, golf, and baseball were the top three sports, right? Box and then uh, boxing saw boom. Baseball saw boom. Also saw the decline in, in that same century because baseball can't get out of their own way, but. Those sports, right? Boxing, golf. Actually, it wasn't baseball. It was horse racing. Sorry, boxing, golf, horse racing were 
because baseball was just starting, were the prime time sports. All three of them have fallen down the wayside. There is there is one company who has a partnership with ESPN right now, right? So the the worldwide leader in sports, right? We'll put air quotes around it. Let's not be disrespectful to everyone else, but the worldwide leader in sports has gone all in on UFC. Yeah. Right? UFC is going to be bigger than boxing. The reason why we romanticize the Mike Tysons, the Ali's is because that was the combat sport of that time. And they will be talked about that. But the same way boxing legends have leaned into taking MMA star, star power, that lend credence to MMA. MMA is considered official now. MMA is is treated with the respect. It's it's paid its dues, right? We're in we're in year thirty of the UFC right now, right? Nineteen ninety three to two thousand twenty three. We're thirty years into the Ultimate Fighting Championship. These fighters, we're not talking about just boxing anymore, right? That's why we talk about, you know, best of all time. We talk about these fighters, and that's why dream matches come out. Like, could you imagine Muhammad Ali versus right? And then you have to like factor in what sport are they fighting. So, long story short, I am a firm believer that John Jones is in that conversation already. 27-1, two-division champion, and he's beating the people who are considered the best in those other divisions. So, I don't know. I think that's enough UFC 285. Let's go ahead and get into Champions League, Nick. Um, so... I'll say one thing. I'll say my piece on John Jones. And my thing is that I think what's going to stop John Jones is he's 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't think – I agree with that. So I don't think John Jones has eight title defenses at the heavyweight. He's and I, I, he's he's 35. And, and when you fight in the UFC and you fight one fight a year, we may see John Jones defend his title one or two more times. Yeah. After, after Stipe. And then, you know, unless guys keep coming out of the woodwork wanting to face John Jones, and then we could see, you know, four or five, but we're not going to see past five title defenses from John Jones. It's just not going to happen. Like, who's who's there? Who's there? I'm a, I'll read you the current rankings, right? So he beat Cyril Gone already. Steve Baby Oches is two. Sergey Pavlovich. Can you guys tell me who that is? Yeah, that okay. Curtis Blades, you probably are familiar with that name. Uh, tied to Ivasa. Uh, Tom Ospinal. He's he's an up and comer. I actually think he might present a better fight than the other than Steve. He might present a better fight than the people I just uh, named. Uh, Sergey Spivak, Alexander Volkov, uh, Yarizo Yar <laughs> Yarzino Rosenstreak. Uh, Marcin Tybura, Derek Lewis, Chris Dacus, Alexander Romanov, uh, Jailton Almeida, and Blage Ivanov. John Jones is going to do cocaine before any of those people are good enough right. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be fucking honest. So that, that wraps our U.S. US sorry, go ahead. It's going to rear its ugly head again. John, the only opponent that's ever beat John Jones. It's John Jones. It's I mean, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's cocaine. Cocaine yeah, is undefeated against go, John Jones. Go, go All, All right. I'm not going to reveal my checkered pass on this podcast. For those of you who have done drugs or alcohol on a bender, 
Keep in mind that John Jones defended a title <laughs> the night after a bender. Fucking legend. He was it's probably amazing. still it's on the bender. He was probably still there. All right, so that wraps our UFC 285. Congratulations to the winner, uh, Bo Nickel, Martiz, Matuis, Gamrat, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, Alexa Grasso, and John Jones. Uh, two new champions, one women's flyweight, one um, men's heavyweight. Great card. You know, you kind of wish maybe John Jones gave us a round, but at the same time, you're like, this is what you expect from John Jones. This is, it's, it's, the, it's the fire you play with. So, Nick, go ahead and take us into uh, UCL. Yeah, so Eric's pulling up the odds here. Uh, Eric, uh, talk talk me through uh, the – so games coming up Tuesday and Wednesday. Talk me through uh, the odds for uh, both, both match days. All right, so um, we're going to start it off with uh, the games that are happening tomorrow or Tuesday if you guys are listening. Um, it's going to be Chelsea uh, versus Dortmund. Chelsea are minus 110 favorites. Uh, a draw is plus 270, and Dortmund is plus 310 to win. Dortmund is up on aggregate 1-0. Uh, then we have Benefica versus Club Bruges. Benefica is a minus 270 favorite. A draw is plus 425, and Club Bruges is plus 750. Uh, Benefica is up 2-0 on aggregate. Uh, Wednesday, we have Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint-Germain. Sorry, excuse me. Bayern Munich is a minus 125 favorite. A draw is plus 360, and Paris is a plus 270 dog. Uh, On aggregate, Bayern is up 1-0. Um, and then the next game we have on Wednesday is going to be um, Tottenham versus AC Milan. Tottenham are minus 105 favorites. A draw is plus 260. AC Milan is plus 290. And the score is, uh, or the aggregate score is Milan uh, 1-0. Yeah, so that's that's our, our first uh, match day. I I really think here that Last time I picked all away teams to win. Mm-hmm. I think this time I'm I'm picking all home teams to win. Okay. Uh, I am a very firm believer that if a team can win on the road in the Champions League, they can win at home. Yep. My only drawback of the weekend. All right, so I'll I'll go game by game. Right. We have we have Chelsea and Dortmund to start it off. Okay. I know Chelsea has goal-scoring troubles. I know they're down 1-0 to Dortmund. They, they've got to pull. I, I'm betting that Chelsea's going to pull it together at some time, right? Uh, you'd like to think so. They have so much talent, and, and, and it, it's, it's there, but I just – we haven't seen it yet. But they could. They really could put it, turn it around. So l- looking at the lines here and, and something and something I'd like to bet, regular time money line, Chelsea 110, I'll take that. Um, with that bet, I'll also take Chelsea to advance plus 130. I think it's going to be very close. I think Chelsea uh, – so Chelsea has to win this game. Basically has to either win this game 2-1 – and then survive extra time, or they have to win this game 3-1. I think Chelsea wins it 
in uh, regular time, and I think they advance on aggregate. Jermaine, your thoughts? I think Dortmund's red hot right now in the Bundesliga. And Chelsea's not. So this is like diametric opposites coming together. Chelsea has home field advantage, but we've seen them blow it all year. So it's like... (laughs) So Dortmund beat them 1-0, correct? Correct. And to Jermaine's point, Dortmund has not allowed an away goal in the Bundesliga since January 25th. Yeah, they are playing some outstanding soccer right now. But like they, I know we they've also, they, they also not lost away since they returned from the World Cup break. Yeah, and I know I like to fucking talk up Dortmund every year to try to make some sort of credible threat to Bayern for the Bundesliga. But we th- this might be the first time I actually kind of mean it. <laughs> and so this one is fascinating because Chelsea is at home. And all they need is two goals. Talent should win out, right? <laughs> Chelsea, since they returned from the World Cup break, has only in seven matches scored two goals once. And that was on December 27th. Yeah, that so was on their first match back from the break. Some some of the fun stats that I've seen is since November 9th, right? Uh, this stat was is probably about a week old now, but uh uh Manchester United had 50 goals in all competitions since November 9th, and Chelsea had six. Uh, Manchester United had more trophies in the month of February than Chelsea had goals. Goals. Two to one. Or one to, one to, one to none, right? One to none. One to none, yeah. yeah. Um, bro, it's crazy. And getting Chelsea at minus 110 at home, they have talent. They could very easily win this game, but Dortmund at plus three ten, I can't walk away from. So I'm gonna take Dortmund plus three ten. So what just to give you, that's too advanced. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's money line. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I thought I had it on the too advanced screen still. Oh, sorry. I also have it up on mine. So oh, okay. I was, I so was you're looking... taking you're taking BBB for money line at plus three ten. Yeah, I just think they're a good team, uh, and very rarely can you get a good team at plus three ten. So. I'll take the plus 310. The two advance. Oh, Chelsea's plus 130. Dortmund's yeah. minus 160. Okay, so th- th- all right. So there's a little bit of – that's fascinating. It feels like even Vegas is torn on this. Like Chelsea's the favorite to win, uh, but Dortmund still the favorite to advance. So I think what <laughs> Vegas is looking at is – is or actually this is what i would say i think if you're a betting man and this is a betting podcast i would go draw and i would go barucho in advance here's all right eric here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna work it back i'm gonna take away my chelsea money line i want to bet dortmund draw no bet dortmund draw no bet is plus 200 on DraftKings right now okay and for those of you out there who don't know what that means, if I if the game is a draw, I get my money back. If Dortmund wins, I I win uh, at plus two hundred. Uh, you said two hundred. Okay, sorry, I was going to ask that. Yeah. So Dortmund draw. Uh, I'll no take way. that as well. Just I'll keep the money line that I have, but I'll take that as well, Eric. I just uh, man, I mean, like, where is? I I I keep saying that Chelsea's going to win and Chelsea's going to score. 
But they haven't scored two goals in two months. They haven't scored two goals in, in 2023 at home. <laughs> Look, as a Chelsea fan, at diehard Chelsea fan, I love this team. I love this organization. I, I know we have talent. Um, do yourself a favor <laughs> and bet heavy Dortmund because there is no way in hell that that goal that we scored was Wesley Fofana on a ridiculous header. Bro, so and it shouldn't I'm, have been a goal. I'm glad you brought that up because the goalie's hand was right here. The ball had to go over the hand and under the under the bar. I mean, as a goaltender, I mean, uh, that's a, sorry, that's a hockey term. As the goalie, Goal you're kind of like, hey, that's just a good shot, bro. bro <laughs> it took a a hell of a shot, like a luck. You can call it lucky. You can call it fucking. Improbable, impossible, whatever, whatever fucking verb or or what adjective you want to put in front of it, it doesn't matter to me. That goal most likely doesn't happen in any other Chelsea game, and I expect nothing less than zero goals from Chelsea in this game. Borussia should advance. If you don't want to bet on this game specifically, just bet to advance. You're already up one zero. What's a? Let me let me look this up real quick. What a zero zero. Uh, game is all right. So oh, just to run it over. You guys are both taking the Dortmund money line. Uh, draw means no. Uh, wait, sorry. I said draw no bet. Draw no bet. Draw no. Draw no bet at plus two hundred. And Nick, are you sticking with the Chelsea to advance at plus one thirty, or are you no. taking that away? Okay, cool. No, just want to make sure. Uh, and I'm looking for where is the where's the goal props again? It would be. Uh, do you have the link, Nick? Yeah, I, I have it pulled up. All right, you go at the top. There should be. Oh, it says goal scorer props. Oh, okay, hold on. We want game props, I believe. Yeah, so game props has both teams to score. Uh, both teams to score, no draw. Uh, oh, sorry, that's that's for the multiple games. So I have Chelsea versus Dortmund here. Uh, are you, you taking Chelsea for. to score? Are you are you looking for? No, I, I I want I want to see what a zero zero score is. Uh, so zero, zero oh, so, so let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's go back this way. We'll go to money line. We'll click on the game, and then we're gonna scroll down to game lines. Uh oh, that's what you're gonna do for me, you fucking. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we we lose it every time. I don't know why. Uh yeah. So exact score. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out on my end, Eric. See if I can't find it. Both teams to score. No. Zero zero score? Yeah. Um zero zero score is plus eleven hundred. A zero zero score is plus eleven hundred. A zero okay, zero yeah, tie want, is plus eleven hundred. I, I want I want zero zero. Plus eleven hundred? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fun bet, dude. I think that's a fun bet. I'm going I'm going zero zero hunting. All right, next game. Uh moving on from this Chelsea game. Benefica and Bruges. Uh, I don't, I hate saying this. I don't have a bet here. I, ben, I, I, ben, Benfica won 2-0 in the first round at Bruges. They're probably going to win by a greater margin here, so, right? At, le at least, right? Yeah. I would say, given the nature of Champions League, the only bet I would consider taking for this one would be for it to finish a draw at plus four twenty five, just because the odds are so juiced. Now I don't I 
Benefico is going to win this no matter what. Is, is advancing no matter what. Now, if they go out there and try to punish Bruges, maybe. or But I think Benefico is going to be comfortable sitting, holding possession, pass, pass, pass. Take a shot if it's there, but they're not going to be forcing the issue unless Bruges does something to, to force their hand. But I don't think Bruges has that in them. So I would say a plus 425 draw has some value, but that's a that's still a risky bet because... They're I so... agree completely. I think Benfica is a team that they're going to dominate and score goals no matter what. I, I could see this game finishing 2-0 or 3-1 or 3-0 Bruges. Oh. The, the, the problem is none of those give me an over bet. I'm, I'll, I'll, I, I will pick Benfica money line, but I'm not going to pick it straight. I'm going to put it in parlays. So that's that's my that's my thoughts, Jermaine. Uh, I'll take both teams to score no. Minus one, it's, minus one fifteen. It's a pretty good bet. Uh, other than that, I think Benfica advances. If if I have, if you're making me pick on on this game, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would take. I'm not betting a minus two seventy money line, but if I had to pick gun to head, I'm taking Benfica money line. Um, yeah, maybe put that in for both games for tomorrow maybe make a parlay for both games tomorrow so dortmund uh plus 310 benfica minus 270 and see what odds what odds it squeaks out at you or screams out at you um yeah uh i I actually that's that's plus that's plus 461 on the parlay nice okay i like that so uh leg one i actually thought bruges versus benfica would be a competitive (laughs) series Right. And here I'm sitting like, nah, <laughs> this, shit go- this shit's over, bro. Keep it pushing. Right. Uh, so I, I'm in favor of moving to the next matchup. So Bayern taking on PSG. This will be on Wednesday. Bayern survived the first leg 1-0 like, Eric, like uh, Eric told you earlier. When I say survived, I mean Mbappe, once he came in in that 57th minute, destroyed Bayern. And if it weren't for you know his asshole and his elbow, well, PSG would have won that one. They're going back into Bayern. There's no Neymar. I think Bayern wins this game 2-1. I'll take Bayern minus 125 um, to win. Uh, Bayern to advance minus 575. Uh, I, that's really the only bet I, I have for this, Jermaine. Um. Neymar had to get hurt, bro. Stop me if you've heard that again. Right. I, I I feel like the last match had to have been a wake up call for Bayern, right? You would think, but it hasn't it hasn't woken them up even in the Bundesliga. I I feel like Bayern doesn't understand that they're under fire right now when it comes to the expected trophies, right? So Champions League is not expected with Bayern. You're expected to be competitive, sure, but I feel like the actual the current crop of Bayern players don't scream to me that they understand what team they're playing for. Right. Me, Bayern, Bayern in their last two home matches has won both of them 3-0. Three, three Mediocrity is not acceptable here. Uh, the bet I want here is over two and a half. Okay. I think this is going to be a high-sporting game. I think even with Neymar out – uh, that actually, to me, it's addition by subtraction, right? 
there's not as many mouths to feed. There's not as many egos. So now it's just Messi, Mbappe, and the rest of the team built around them. So, all right, give me over. Oh, my God, minus 240 for over two and a half. Yeah, that's, Vegas is right with you. Give me that. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll do over three and a half, Eric, plus 105. Um, I, th- I feel like this is going to be a high scoring game. I really do. 2-2 won't surprise me. A 2-2 draw won't surprise me. A 3-2 win won't surprise me. That's where I'm going. I'm, I'm going for goals aplenty in this matchup. Yeah, I, I could see that. I'm not going to take it, though. I guess I guess I also want Bayern minus 125. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right so so Jermaine, took, Jermaine and I both took Bayern minus 125. The final game of the first... Match day of the second leg. Stop me if you're confused. First uh, AC Milan travels into uh, Tottenham. AC Milan one nothing winners. Um, Tottenham is kind of the the uh, uh, a greater Chelsea, right? Can Tottenham score two goals at home? <laughs> and can they stop Milan from scoring? Tottenham since in the in the month of February, Tottenham has not allowed a goal at home, uh, and has scored five, including one nothing over Man City and two zero over Chelsea. Uh, I'm gonna do something I might regret. I'll take Tottenham to advance plus one forty. All right, let's see. Do we have on Tottenham? I want to take regular time. Oh, no, because that wouldn't be. Dortmund just uh, moved. Dortmund moved from plus 300 to plus 310 while we're recording this. Oh, there we go. Uh, I want to take Tottenham regular time money line. But I think this is going to go into extra time anyway because of the way it's set up. Because now with the goal differential, can I pick this to go into extra? I want to pick this to go to penalties. Ooh, that's fun. And I don't know if we can do that. So (laughs) find if we can find a uh, (laughs) uh, this, this game to go to penalties. So we'll we'll write that down and we'll look for odds later, Eric. But I want I, I think Tottenham is gonna I think Tottenham wins the match. I think they win the match two one. That would force them two two on aggregate on aggregate. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that means they play extra time and then penalty kicks to advance, right? Now, yeah. With new with new Champions League rules. Yeah, there's no way anymore. Then there we go. I want that, and we'll look it up. We'll look up to see if we can find it. Whoa. Do you guys know what Asian handicap is? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. We'll have to research that later. <laughs> you know you know what bet I'm going to give you from a game we just talked about? What's yeah. that? I'm going to get – I want a total goals odd for the Bayern PSG game. <laughs> I will get you the odds for that. Give me one second. So, uh, on this point – since coming back from the Winter Cup, from from the the Winter Cup, from the World Cup break, 
Uh, AC Milan has been one of the off and on coldest teams away. Uh, they've only had two wins and they've had three losses to Lazio 4 nothing, to Inter Milan 1 nothing, and then Florentina 2 1. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see them losing it, and, and I'll take Tottenham. Uh, total goals odd is minus one ten, brother. Just dropped it in the chat for you. Uh, so you're taking AC Milan to beat Tottenham? No, I'm taking Tottenham to beat AC Milan, and I want this game to go to penalties, and then whatever team. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do the. I'll do this fun little bet, which, which will get the odds later, or if they pop up. I think Tottenham wins this game, you know, 2-1 or 1-0, and they force it into an aggregate. And whichever team has uh, the higher odds to win, I'm going to take. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take all four bets. I'm going to take Tottenham to win an extra time, Tottenham to win by penalties. AC Milan to win an extra time, AC Milan to win by penalties. Tell me why they don't have a bet for extra time. Yeah, I don't know. I looked all over. I couldn't find it, but classic, not five dimes. <laughs> we well, said the total goals would be what, Jermaine? Uh, total goal, total goals odd for PSG Bayern minus one ten. Eric, were you even listening to me? <laughs> no, bro. You know when I'm trying to find something, I I don't hear things when I'm looking at the screen. I'm just I'm no, here you, for it. But here's the thing. You are kidding until we get to next week, and I don't see this anywhere. Yeah, yeah so you want you want Tottenham to win full-time. Right. You want to bet extra time. You want to bet PK. Yeah. And, and I, I don't remember the fourth team. one. I want to bet every outcome when it gets to extra Because <laughs> you're going to make money. Because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so we'll move to the second week. Jermaine, our, our first matchup in the second week is Man City uh, against, RB against RB Leipzig. This game ended in a 1-1 draw last time. What do you got for this game? Man, I needed an RB Leipzig win in the first leg for me to even flirt with an RB Leipzig to advance. Um Man City has not lost at home uh, since November 12th. Yeah, I'd, I can't in good conscience bet RB Leipzig. I mean, Man City to advance is minus 700. Man City to win is minus 240. Um, I really, I don't have any... <laughs> draw no bet regular time. How is RB Leipzig plus 425? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, on the other hand, RB Leipzig uh, has won since returning. They have won two games. When they did win it on on the road, though, when they did win, they won six one against Schalke and three zero against Wolfsburg. So, but, got, but in the most recent match uh, that happened on Saturday, they lost two one to Borussia Dortmund. So I'm taking both teams to score no draw. Uh, yes, plus 130. Um, 
I'm going to fit Man City again into uh, I'm going to fit Man City again into a parlay here, but I'm not going to bet them straight up. All right. So second uh, second match of the uh, second week, uh, Inter Milan travels to Portugal to play Porto. Inter won the first match 1-0. Jermaine, what do you have in this match? Uh, I'm all 175. I'm I'm all over Porto plus 175. Okay. All right. Porto plus 175. And I also, I want Porto to advance. So Inter has been struggling in their last, uh, since returning from the break, they have only won one game away. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Porto. We look them up. Porto to advance is plus two eighty currently. Porto money line regular time is plus one seventy five. Porto, 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 Porto. Porto. Oh, <laughs> there they are. Jeez, there's too much. There's too much blood in my alcohol content system. <laughs> Uh, Porto is also Porto was was on a hot streak, scoring a bunch of goals uh, coming back from the World Cup. Since then, they've they've cooled off with a with a, a loss on February twenty sixth, in which they allowed two goals. They lost two one. Um, Not worried. <laughs> oof, man! This feels like a high scoring game. Um, what both, is both teams to score is minus one forty five. Both teams to score no draws plus one sixty. I'm gonna take the over two and a half in this game minus one hundred five. Over two and a half. That is where is that spread total. Over two and a half is minus one hundred five. Yep, over two and a half. Ooh, that's a. Well, oh, so then, why don't you bet both teams to score no, no, no draw? What's both teams to score no draw? Uh, both teams to score no draw is plus one sixty. Well then, I'll, yeah, I'll bet both teams to score. <laughs> well, hold on, no, I. Well, hold on, no. Because I don't want to bet also the no draw. Both teams to score. Uh, yes, to- minus 145. I'll take both teams to score minus 145. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So the third match of uh, the second week, Liverpool travels into Real Madrid. Uh, Liverpool fans were amazed and astonished after 17 minutes. Wait, hold on, hold, hold, hold. Pump the brakes. We have uh, Napoli versus Eintracht Frankfurt first. Uh, okay, that's not where I. That's not when I. They're at the same time. So okay, interrupt me to talk about Napoli and Eintracht Frankfurt. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, well, Napoli won the first leg two zero. I don't frankly think the second leg is going to be close. <laughs> going yeah, into Nap- Napoli. Napoli's minus one ninety five. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just going off what we're presenting on the screen. So right. Napoli was the next game. Uh, shoot, <laughs> they don't even have they don't even have odds for Napoli to advance because it's so fucking. It's it's already 
Oh, to advance. They already Napoli's yeah. advancing. There's no. Yeah. So, wow, that almost makes me want to bet Andre. <laughs> that yeah. was. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Come on, Vegas. Uh, I will also in this game take the over two and a half minus one thirty five. I think that Napoli is going to hit that by themselves. <laughs> it's funny because I was looking at I was looking at that. I was like, "Yo, that's a good bet." Um, man, it almost makes me want to bet Eintracht, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to guess the correct score. <laughs> I'm gonna take. 3-1 Napoli at plus 950. Okay. Napoli has, a, since coming back from the World Cup, Napoli has allowed one goal at home three times. Perfect. Uh, Frankfurt. <laughs> I tracked Frankfurt playing in the Bundesliga since we returned from the World Cup. Uh, has not, well, actually, I tracked Frankfurt away has not won since November 5th. Oh, that's why they don't have the odds for <laughs> them to advance. However, they have scored in every game but one since that November 5th defeat. They have scored uh, in six games. They have scored one goal or more five times. So, Okay. I like that. Uh, that, that. That bodes well for me trying to pick the correct score. Napoli runs away with it. I'm not trying to get any juice out of that minus 195 line. Eric just said they don't have an advanced line, which I can only imagine is bigger than minus 195 at home. What Excuse are you? What, what did you say the final score was going to be, Jermaine? 3-1. Man. I I might ride you on that. I, I, I might ride with you on that 3-1. On that it went from sexual to betting together. Yeah. He said, am I riding well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I ride ri- you? <laughs> I'm going to ride you, but then I'm also going to bet with you uh, on the 3-1. What can we get 3-1 at? Plus 950. What's 4-1? Ooh, 4-1. I backed up. Give me one sec. Nah, it's, it's, Ed, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> I'll, 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 ride, I'll ride 3-1 with you. 4-1 uh, is plus 1,800. Oh, yeah, I know. I'll ride 3-1 with you. Uh, last last game of, of the second leg of the Champions League, uh, round of 16, Liverpool traveling into Real Madrid. Uh, as I mentioned before, Liverpool had an amazing visit or ha- had an amazing uh, home showing in the first 17 minutes when they were up 2-0. Uh, but as we know in the Champions League, you don't put Real Madrid. Nobody puts Real Madrid in a corner. And uh, Real ended up winning 5-2. I mean, what's the point, dude? The uh, fact okay. Real Madrid's plus money. Give me Real Madrid plus one twenty. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that, Jermaine. Can you look up what five two is? <laughs> you want correct score five two? I want correct score Real Madrid five two. Uh, correct score Real Madrid five two is sixty five hundred. I want correct score Real Madrid five two plus sixty five. That's diabolical. I'm here for it. And I want it to happen the exact same way. <laughs> Go down two? Right. So you all right, so then bet Real Madrid to come from behind. I uh, yeah, I that's dude, if if I'm there's no way I'm gonna find that looking through the air. Let's see, I, I just saw it the other uh, You can pick uh, Liverpool first half money t- line. 
to win from behind Real Madrid plus 600. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, it's 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 their forte at this point, right? <laughs> whether it's one or whether it's two, I, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Real. Um, since coming back from the World Cup, Liverpool has played six games at home. I'm gonna. I out of the Premier team at Premier League teams, I'm gonna ask you to identify these games that Liverpool has lost away. Ready? Three one. Who did they lose to? You're asking yeah. me. Who did they lose to? 3-1. 3-1, they lost to Brighton. Brentford. They lost to Brighton 3-0. They lost another game 3-0. Do you know who that team was? Away? Away. Uh, oh, Everton. Wolves. Ah. <laughs> Since returning from the break, Liverpool has had three goals scored on them. Three different times. In the English Premier League, not counting In the English Champions. Premier League, yes. Oh, man. Wolves, Brighton, and Brentford. Yeah. Not exactly a murderer's row of competition. <laughs> no. Real Madrid, on the other hand, uh, since coming back from the break, is actually one and one. Is actually two and two. Two, two, and zero. Um... That means they have two wins and two draws. Um, their opponents have only scored in one of those games, though. So Real Madrid's only played four La Liga matches since? At home, yes. Oh, at home. Got it, got it. I was, like, starting to question the game total. Right. I was like, damn, I've seen so many United soccer games, like – uh, oddly enough, I slept in and didn't watch the massacre that happened this Sunday, and I'm actually kind of glad about that. Yeah. You, uh, you getting sleep was a better use of your time. 1,000%, yeah, cause especially since we gave up seven goals. Uh, I'll take Real Madrid um, plus 120, and that, that's all I'm taking from this game. Uh, Nick can have fun with the 5-2 scoreline. That'll be fun to root for. Real Madrid uh, to come from behind. Yeah, to win from behind, plus 600. Also another fun bet. I won't be taking that. Uh, the one thing that is kind of interesting in this this Real-Liverpool matchup is Liverpool's plus 185. They just put seven goals on United. Are we not – confidence? Is that a fluke? Are we considering that a fluke? Or yes. are they fig- – it's a fluke. That's what we're yes. putting at. <laughs> yes. So they're not good. So Liverpool's just not good. They're good. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. Conversation over, ladies and gentlemen. The, the co-host, the executive producer, uh, both agree. <laughs> it's a fluke. Uh, all right. So, so these, by the way, so we will be in Japan next Tuesday and Thursday. Or next next Tuesday and Wednesday, these games are on in Japan at five o'clock in the morning. We'll be up somewhere, so we'll, we're gonna we're getting up we're getting up five a.m. Japan time to watch them. Right? I heard the Yakuza have a television, so we can easily find a spot to to watch some of this. Yeah, my see, I made the mistake of. Getting a jacuzzi mixed up with the Yakuza. Now I'm in hot water with the Japanese mafia. 
I appreciate the dad joke, sir. I appreciate the dad joke. All right, Eric, you got anything else for the the roomies? Uh, no, I'm I'm good for the for this episode. Nick, you got anything for the roomies? Hell no. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. If you were curious, how much does a pirate pay for his earrings? It's a buck an ear. And we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>